everybody, and welcome to a new episode of StartupRad.io, your podcast show with startup news and interviews from Germany. Hello and welcome everybody. This is once again StartupRad.io with the wrap-up of the startup news from Germany. And once again, the three startup guitars are here. There is, of course, first the lady, Margaret. Hey, how you doing? Hey, I'm back and it's spring in Frankfurt. Which translates to, it's just awesome. And Christian, he has also spring, but on the other side of the pod, right? Yes, spring in New York has come as well and everything is so much more fun. That is awesome. Uh, I don't think we can actually beat the lot of fun we had last time during our startup news recording, but nonetheless, let's get started. As we you can guys try. know, we can try. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe let's not, maybe let's not beat that fun. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Christian was tried by us. Uh, we might want to say that this recording was done on the 28th of April. So we considered every newsworthy news before that. And afterwards, everything will be wrapped up in our main news. I do assume we do some June news. Then we go for two months into the break. And the next startup news would be like end of September, beginning of October. Usually we do start our news with housekeeping. This time we don't have any own recordings, just due to the fact that we've been very, very busy doing some recording on our own. I did, Margaret did, Gareth did, you don't know yet, and many other cool stuff is coming up in the close future and during this year. Nonetheless, we had a global exclusive story with Deutsche Bank. Geek Time, like the Israeli TechCrunch, wrote about it. Based on our interview, breaking into Deutsche Bank, this German giant has found a way to reach out to startups, of course, using us. And then there was a reference by InsureTech Talk. So if you are interested in InsureTech and you're not able to speak German, no problem. There are some nice guys from the area around Frankfurt that do a blog called InsureTech Talk. You'll find a link down here. And he's been writing about how Clark made it on Bloomberg's list of the most promising startups, by the way, and the only one from Germany. And of course, we did an exclusive interview with them. Guys, what did you see in the ecosystem? I think Margaret has something on it, right? I do. There is, you know, in all of this startup entrepreneurial world that we live in, there is a new vertical coming to Germany, which I'm super excited about. Um, basically, medical cannabis is going to start to be covered under German health insurance, and it will be a lot easier for doctors and patients to obtain the drug and prescribe the drug. So being the American that I am and having watched this industry in the United States, I am super curious about what's going to happen here in, in Germany. You know, it's not going to be entrepreneurial activity and startup activity just in growing. There's going to be a whole, uh, you know, industry that follows behind it. It's a highly regulated industry. It's a pharma industry. There's all sorts of cool stuff that goes on in it. So um, two weeks ago, I was at the first business conference that has been held in Germany since the law changed in January. Um, it was a great conference. There were, I would say, probably a thousand people there. There were German firms there who were already in the business. Um, this includes people who were there from the pharmaceutical perspective. There were a lot of processing kinds of firms there and purifier firms. 
There was also a very well-established German firm called from Zubigen called Storrs and Bickel, who has a medical device that is frequently used in this. But basically, at heart, I'm just really curious about what's going to go on. So I went to the conference. Um, Startup Radio sponsored it, which was totally groovy. And it was just a super, super interesting, technical, medical, and entrepreneurial conference. And, you know, what a subject matter. So I also did, like, a, a whole set of interviews, which uh, Jordan and I are going to, you know, post up later on Startup Radio. But I think that just from the entrepreneurial side, you know, let alone from cannabinoids or all the geek stuff that goes along with it, it is a totally, totally fascinating entrepreneurial field. And it's coming here to Germany. And you guys are super quiet. So what's up with that? I did personally find something also concerning the ecosystem about cryptocurrencies. There appears to be more and more messing around with it in terms of Ponzi schemes, pyramid schemes and viruses inserted into cryptocurrencies. I also put the links into the ecosystem. It's reports by Cointelegraph and Confluence and other guys. Just have a look how does this actually how does this actually work? Is it I pay some money to someone who promises me that I will get money along the road or from someone further down the pyramid or uh, what kind is going on there? Stuff like okay. that. Or um, you need to have software to use certain cryptocurrencies like one coin and actually there are viruses integrated into the software. That's that's two of the ways it works right now. Okay. Well, to, yeah, and, and to answer your question, I mean, this is one of the biggest problems about adoption of cryptocurrencies and I think why, you know, some of the, 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 the bigger issues on blockchain are not being discussed. I mean, there are so many possibilities for fraud, starting with your code is bad. I mean, that's, that's why a lot of people are, are afraid of this. It could be your code to certify the crypt, you know, the, the, the cryptocurrency worth. It could be in the contract of exchange. It could be in a bug that no one sees coming. It could be just that people are raising funds, you know, in, I mean, much like, I don't want to point fingers at Ethereum, but there was, a, you know, a scandal last year about that as well. So people are raising funds with these special new currencies that are really not backed by anything. I mean, I ran across one about six months ago. Where the guy was claiming to be literally, you know, a competitor to one of the well-known ones like Ethereum or, you know, or, or Bitcoin. And literally he was just taking money from people on, on, on those claims. There was nothing there. Okay. I see. Good. So everyone should be cautious <laughs> when doing this. Let's talk about something nicer. Frankfurt. Your city, guys. Frankfurt is lovely and in the spring. And it's going to get all of that Brexit overflow. <laughs> Let's just be honest. That's what everyone is talking about this spring, right? Is it? Is it, is it still a topic oh, or yeah. are people still excited about this? Yes. Actually, I found a graphic on Bloomberg and they had like where all the bankers are moving as far as you can tell right now. And there were 5,000 people. Nobody did know where they're going. Then there were two and a half thousand going to Frankfurt. And then there were a few hundred going to Dublin. So at this very, very early point where there's a high degree on, of uncertainty, but also a lot of time to act. It looks like Frankfurt is right now a little bit in the lead, but that might change over time. Frankfurt Nonetheless, I time. found... Da, 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 da. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I always remember, um, I think it's Ella Fitzgerald, there's a song about um, Mud Street um, in New York, how beautiful it is during spring and summer. I don't think you can do this with Ludwig Erhard Anlage in, in a certain rhythm, but we can try. Nonetheless, survey results. Frankfurt was rated among the top 50 cities for entrepreneurs globally. Also... The Federal Government Advisory Council on Sustainability, der Nachhaltigkeitsrat, dashed out sustainability awards for startups in the Rhein-Main area. Better West received one. It's a crowdfunding platform for energy energy conservation projects. There is a place to help a crowdfunding platform for social projects in the Rhein-Main area. And Africa Green Tech, with whom we talked, you can see the YouTube video, it's using containers, solar containers, to bring renewable energy to Africa right now, especially Mali. But they are up to much more in terms of that. They are looking at drinking water, helping to do with this container, bring drinking water, internet, and all the stuff, all the infrastructure you need for such a town. Then our friends from CB Insights, the research company, compiled a list of robo-advisors in the world. By the way, they like our recordings as well. Two from Frankfurt. I have a question. Yep. I have a question. What's a robo-advisor? <laughs> It's actually nothing else than the algo traders, which have been invented in the 1980s by an overworked analyst at Morgan Stanley. Basically, the idea is IFTT, if this, then that. So basically, they have like... Instead of a person who sits there and gets highly paid, um, who does all the decisions, you have a lot of coders who sit there highly paid and they code for possible things, for possible transactions, for possible events. They code if this, then that. So that means you always have to have like a balanced portfolio, not too much risk in one, not too much risk in two. Then there will be things like somebody says, this asset allocation performed well, but it won't be over time. So they change it. So basically the decisions of what a portfolio manager does right now will be like to a high degree, let's say 90, 95% at one point, certainly 100% will be done by a by a program and they call this robo advisor can i add something there okay so it's like a yeah can i it's like ahead. a robo podcast robo podcast host just no making not money. quite um so 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 it's not it's not like r2d2 you know with with some weird fintech you know attached basically you know i think that to, to I, i don't want to like contradict anything that jorn said but Essentially, what this is, is portfolio management for people, particularly in the U.S., who don't have 401ks anymore, who want to roll money into some sort of savings plan, and they don't, and they can't afford, basically, an advisor to help them analyze stocks or analyze any sort of investment. So they are basically going to these new services, which are trying to drop the cost of consulting in the financial world. For people who are looking to make money by, for one way or another, by investing in stocks and the stock market. Okay, I will stop with my dry jokes. You were both so. <laughs> you were so into it. Margaret just just told you the American perspective, where you always have to have like an advisor. What is independent financial advisor is very important. So you you substitute this person. In Germany, it's the It's a little bit different because you have like 
big banks all the big banks have their asset management company and they sell those funds and now they're independent robo advisors use funds from different companies and try to allocate your money always to the best performing but actually i personally do believe at one point there will be something like a r2d2 or something like really cute really cuddly who will be used for the advertisement of those robo advisors and adding to it in germany it's a little bit different than the system in the us because there's also liquid here on the market in germany not based in frankfurt but they are a robot advisor backed by the quant family which is one of the biggest entrepreneurial families in germany in europe in the world you may know bmw so, right. it's one of their companies so my question though is i mean and and this is this has been my criticism of this whole sort of quant based algorithmic based investment advice all of that is based on looking back and and while there are some advisors out there who have made you know some quants who have made uh, uh you know some good good predictions a lot of this is also very very subjective i mean i i'm still i have to say this and i work in this field very very skeptical about the use of robo advisors and i i think that there is a lot of there's a there's a lot of just questions in the world about in my world about how they would actually really work if they weren't tweaked if they i mean i just like i said i just i think everyone's really hot about them but i'm still very skeptical i have to say about what they actually do and how useful they can be to the average person who really doesn't understand this world but is being asked to put aside money and save money for retirement among other things using stocks and analysis that they don't really know or analysis and algorithms that they don't really know where they're going from so this this performance, you know, I understand that people are very very concerned about study performance, and I, I, and there are different robo advisors with different kinds of goals and different kinds of portfolios and for different kinds of clients. Like I said, I just I just think that this is a very depersonalized way of dealing with savings that that may or may not be appropriate for certain people, and I honestly think that this is kind of a you know, I like I said, it's not my favorite part of this world. So that's totally true, but you get to see like 80% of the usually highly earning portfolio managers you pay with your management fee for the fund usually don't even beat their benchmark. So there's a case just to save in the benchmarks or to use a robot advisor to allocate between benchmarks. Nonetheless, there was an, a research report from CB Insights and there were just two from frankfurt listed there are actually more robo advisors here so you can clearly see there is a hot spot not only in germany but also globally here in frankfurt the report is called a wealth tech world mapping robo advisors around the globe a little bit more on frankfurt frankfurt based micro savings fintech safe droid raised venture capital valued at 20 million we have by the way a recorded but not published interview with the founder and ceo for you this will be coming online before the summer break the Frankfurt-based mobile recruitment platform Mobile Head raised a seven-digit sum for their mobile job recruitment platforms where each is tailored to a specific professional area like legal hats so recruiting for lawyers and finally 
the GTEC, the German Tech Entrepreneurship Center, is expanding to Frankfurt. They used to have, it's a private initiative, even though it's called German. They used to be located only in Berlin, but right now they did open a second campus here in Frankfurt. And I did a brief but very fascinating interview with the person Benjamin Rohe backing all of this stuff. He tells us a fascinating story and I do think I'll get him to an in that interview hopefully pretty soon because you gotta see he is a guy who dropped out of school with 17, founded an agency to do websites and now he has some very successful companies and by the way the first company he ever built this agency he then later sold so very very interesting stuff. There's also Cologne, the Federal Ministry of Economy, the German Federal Ministry of Economy awards funds to Cologne in the Digital Hub initiative, this time for InsureTech. You gotta know Cologne is traditionally a hotspot for insurance companies inside of Germany. And so it was actually a little bit surprising for me that they have not been like the complete number one in InsurTech startups, but it looks like right now they will catch up. So enough said, guys, your turn. Yeah, that sums up the uh, ecosystem part. Um, with companies, let's start with some yeah bad news. Last time already we talked about SoundCloud, and uh, this time there some of the uh, analysis about this popped up already on uh, the German blog online marketing rockstars took an in-depth look on what's going on at SoundCloud and labeled it as uh, signaling. In that case, a bad case of signaling or SoundCloud providing some bad, bad signals. Um, so they asked for a couple of more credits, which usually is a bad sign. Um, also, the companies giving the credits are uh, now way less renowned than the ones who were part of the company before. And also in that analysis, it read that uh, SoundCloud has a problem being the high valuation of the company and um, the former high valuation of the company leads to the problem that right now no one wants to pay that amount of money but you can't really devalue the company either because then you would have to pay off a couple of the existing investors so um, the summary of the online marketing rockstars article reads really like trouble for soundcloud they have a huge back catalog but it's also pretty hard to access and find stuff there so we might see a company being in trouble there a bit longer then i'm the bad news guy this month there is a lampuga a startup that filed insolvency now um, and the investor files even criminal charges for potential fraud at the startup. It was crowdfunded with 820,000 euros, so it's not that much. And they, uh, But they had this nice idea to produce jet propulsion surfboards, which probably will now take a bit longer to come into being. And then there's an online shoe store named Gigs who gave up since 60% of the goods and shoes have been returned. A problem that we uh, read a lot about with a couple of those uh, or a couple of the startups that are involved in the clothing and shoe business that they usually have all these issues with free returns and people just ordering a lot of stuff without actually being willing to buy it. But good stuff. Good news. I can do good news as well. <laughs> okay, good news, for example. 
But I also got some good news for you guys. Uh, Vimcar, a Berlin startup that offers hardware and an app to manage company fleets, raised $5.5 million. We got a couple of more information about that in our show notes. And me, usually being the media guy here, has some interesting news from the media startup world, at least in German-speaking countries, even if not Germany directly. This time coming from Switzerland, because Switzerland has now Republik CH, which is a uh, new journalism website uh, that collected money with the crowd. So the Swiss media ecosystem is has become pretty conservative in recent times. And the founders of that one decided to come up with a more leftist or let's say centrist journalism offering. And it just works like crazy. They are asking for 240 francs, which equals more or less $240 uh, for one year. So it's a lot of money. But uh, they got, um, after three days, they are at around 9,000 subscribers already. They clocked in at 2.2 million francs in only three days and the crowdfunding is still going on for another 30 or so. So it's crazy successful and um, yeah, some some project to uh, watch out for and to see how this um, how this evolves because um, usually with uh, journalism crowdfunding we also saw that at crowd reporter where I was one where I was one of the founding members people have come up with all kinds of expectations and then it can be very hard to uh, actually fulfill all these expectations and last good news I have is that the digital health insurer Otto Nova raised 15 million euros for its business the interesting and, thing about uh, it it's yeah. just It's really just online insurance provider. He doesn't do all the uh, brokerage of insurance stuff, but he's a real online insurance provider, as we can tell from here. And he was backed by some really big guys like Holzbrink, Forwork, and Tengelmann. Like Holzbrink, been a publishing company. Forwork is actually known for the vacuums and household machines they're producing. Tengelmann used to be a very big retail chain of grocery stores and supermarkets here in Germany. So it's backed by some renowned industries titans, I would almost say. And that's interesting by in in itself. Margaret, you want to do our rocket corner and the IoT stuff? Uh, absolutely. So in our IoT news, uh, the media-based uh, IoT startup Konix announced a final close of its Series A funding round worth 16 million smackaroos. Um, there was another uh, interesting IoT platform uh, situation for a group called Cum Cumulosity, which is based in Dusseldorf. It was acquired by um, a Rheinmine or Darmstadt-based Darmstadt software firm. Um, And it's dealing with agriculture and and it, and the industry how the industry is going to integrate into a into a into a world where basically everything is controlled remotely. It is absolutely, by the way, the cutting edge um, of all things IoT and growing. It's amazing how looking at this world right now. I mean, at you know 2017, how uh, you can see in like 10 worlds. And the acquiring company was ingenuinely named Software yeah, ID. It's totally, yeah, it's, right. It's, it's, sorry about that. So, so I mean, this is like a whole different world that is opening up where literally you're not going to need farmers anymore. And we were talking about R2-D2 earlier. I mean, it's going to be drones picking and, and, and taking care of our produce huh. and also our marijuana too. But that's a, that's a different story. Uh, <laughs> whatever grows, right? <laughs> 
But I can I can I can just confirm that I hear a lot of oh, chatter yeah. here too now about uh, egg egg tech as they call it here. So yeah, it really seems to be as if a uh, couple of companies are already starting to move on after fintech and insurtech to uh, yeah this being like the new the new playing field for. Um, well, yeah, now. I mean, this is the other thing. I mean, this is, I know you guys think I'm a little crazy because I'm so interested in this cannabis world, but I mean, one of the reasons it's interesting is because of the ag tech that's going on. I mean, you know, not only do you have to grow it indoors, so you have a very controlled environment, but then you're controlling all the water, all the power, all the food, all of everything. And it's just, it's going to completely be beyond, you know, smelly, germy human beings. Um, to, to produce our food and medicine. I mean, I think that's where it's going. But anyway, so, you know, but, 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 but clearly, yeah. Oh, Margaret, by the way, we, we know you already. We don't think you're crazy. Oh, well, we know you. you're crazy. Well, that's, and that's character. why I'm on the show. And that's, and that's, and I know I'm around friends. So, right. <laughs> so, so, um, but moving on to Rocket Internet, which, which is, it's, it's, I, you know, I don't know what your, your fascination here with, with Rocket is, Jorn, but regardless, They have just gotten criticized, oops, um, by somebody else other than us. This time in an interview with the Influential Manager magazine. Um, you have heard many critical articles from them on Rocket Internet, and this one is noticeable since it's also an interview from Michael Otto. What a great German name. From the former catalog empire Otto Group. And Otto Group is also, it's the number two Uh, firm in the German e-commerce space behind Amazon, which is saying a lot. Um, and it's this this frontal attack, as, as we're calling it, comes due to all of the the failed promises, I would say, that that in, the rocket internet has made over time. And and you can you can find a little bit more of that information and, and the clip on our show notes and the website. So um The other thing that I wanted just to bring to your attention, folks, is it is now not only fruiling here in Deutschland, it is publication season. So the listed companies have to open their books and show it to the investors. Rocket Internet had to do this, and some of its startups uh, also published some details in this opening of the books. Uh, bottom line, Rocket Internet made about uh, a 741 million euro loss last year in 2016. Um, however, our perennial favorite delivery hero has seen a 71% jump in revenue. <laughs> I guess Germans are going out there and ordering their food to be delivered to home. We were wrong here on Startup Radio for making fun of this. So we should stick to maybe drone delivered pizzas next time. But regardless, in uh, total... Um, <laughs> only when they're still around in 10 years, we've been wrong. No, that, that's the time of criticism. Yes, <laughs> Well, also it's just revenue. Exactly. You must never trust revenue. And, you know? and, revenue and just, just look at the formulation they did. In total, 2.3 billion euro worth of orders have been processed in 2016. It doesn't say how much cut they take in every term or in every mm. order and how much revenue this generates. And then at the bottom line, how it does look for them. 2.3 billion worth of revenue sounds impressive, but it's just what all went over okay, so their platform, which also yeah. means it, it does not even state their own revenue. Well, see, here's the thing, right? There, there, I think that, that this yeah. kind of business is kind of like, you know, the drinking game, 
You know, if you ever play those drinking games when you have to repeat something or do something every time, right? Okay, so basically, I see Delivery Hero as, as not just like in the pizza space. You add cannabis to Delivery Hero, and you're going to have a winner. See, you just add cannabis to everything. You add cannabis to every single, you know, business idea. And- <laughs> <laughs> that is so awesome. Just add cannabis to Delivery just- Hero, and you got a winner. <laughs> well, it's, it's like here, you know, it's like... IOT and cannabis, smart ag and cannabis, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, what can go wrong with cannabis, but regardless, um, Delivery Hero clearly is, you know, going out there, although I have to say again, because of our conversation, I have been watching the the online delivery space here in Frankfurt, and I have to say that Deliveroo is, is kicking Delivery Hero's butt when it comes to like street presence. I don't know how you guys feel about this, but that is my, my perspective. <laughs> Yeah, but it's definitely true looking at the revenue like this because I think, what well, what is their commission? Is it like 10% or something, I think? So then we're looking at 230 million. But... I think more or less like a fixed amount for yeah. each order, like a processing fee. But that doesn't say it's necessarily related to the volume of orders. So to to get like a guesstimate of the revenue, you would need like a number of orders or stuff like this. Nonetheless, Hamburg again, it's also related to Rocket Internet. But unfortunately, not many good news for the startups there. The battered Good Game Studios took a valuation hit of astonishingly 622 million euros. The gaming startup had to let go more than 100 employees before. The change in valuation came to light since Rocket is an investor. They hold 15% and they had to publish the data. Okay, so so that's cool. And, uh, well... Sad news. And, 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 whoo, whoo! Yarn's fine. I, I just realized it's also really Well, that was what I was going to say. You know, how on earth, we, how on we, earth we can we not... not mention the fact that, you know, since we've been talking about this, Yarn, can you can you tell us, please? I mean, how how did Papa John's turn pizza into a fortune? And do Germans even know what Papa John's is? Papa John's is pretty, pretty easily explained. It's the badass, biggest pizza you can order in Texas. That's how I know them. And I just love the pizza of Papa John's. Like you get pizza subjectively seen the size of a truck. Like like a wheel of a badass big truck. And much bigger. And I just Okay, so we know that you're gonna have diabetes when you're old, but I mean apart from that is are the Papa John's I I'm on a good way, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to lose my summer. Oh, I'm trying to lose my winter weight. But, but my question, because I cannot remember, I can never keep these straight. Is it Domino's, a Pizza Hut, or Papa John's that has it like stuffed crust pizza? It's like you can't get enough cholesterol from the cheese. And, 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 and don't forget, there's also little Caesars in the U.S. around. At least I know them from Texas. Nonetheless, there's a good video on YouTube, New Billionaire, how the CEO of Papa John's turned pizza into a fortune. I won't tell you anything up front, just go and have a look. Also stay ahead of the curve, this time we only have one article there for you, a hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy of accelerators. Can you hack your way out of them? eustartups.com, our friends published this and have a look. Guys, that's it. You're, you rock. I don't like Papa John's. I don't like Papa John's. I, 
And it closed. The one in front of my building closed. I'm the New York pizza snob. That's how I want you to address me from okay, now. Okay, yeah, Mr. New York pizza New York snob. What pizza, pizza do you like? <laughs> oh, I like Lexington pizza, which is close to my place. Uh, I once made the mistake to eat Domino's when I was very drunk. And it, oh, it let's sucks. say it like it. Yeah, it, it operated within my belly for, I don't know, two days. <laughs> That's See, you're in New York where there's like original pizza places that will still actually do there you go. good pizza and wait for this, deliver it without an internet without a third party delivery service. Usually for free. There you go. Uh -huh. like, yes, I solve I pretty much solved the whole podcast of the day of today. So that's on that note I'm done. You guys I are wonderful. I gotta recommend there is something called Uh, the New York, the Brooklyn pizza tour. I took it once as a tourist in New York and I was actually astonished by the good pizza you can get in Brooklyn. So why does that not surprise me? Jorn, I can totally see you on the Brooklyn pizza tour. That is the kind of thing that I can see. <laughs> yeah, that's why my I diabetes can. started, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was just joking about that. You know, you, 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 but, but, but seriously, it's like, When you get into this very strange world of like startups and craft food that they deliver, I mean, it's like your entire system just feels like it's gummed. Your brain is gumming. Your system is gumming. It's all great. And, and why is it that people just insist on having this kind of food delivered to them? But that is Actually, another story. I, I personally got to admit two things. First, all the stuff you can add into food all the processed food it's it's not going well mo with my stomach i try to avoid it for that reason and secondly you guys may notice i have a full-time job i have st the german channel the english channel so i have a wife so that all keeps me pretty busy and actually what i realized for me on a personal basis cooking baking It actually relaxes me a lot. You, you cannot imagine that, and therefore I love to cook. I even made. Uh, yeah, I, I, I actually have ahead of me. Will still do some pumpkin spice donuts. I do my own bagels. Lots of Italian food. Lots of variations of German food, and lots of variations of American food. Actually, I came up with a version of chicken Alfredo that actually my wife likes. Well, you know, and here's the thing, you're always cooking up something extraordinarily good and serving it up, not just in your meals, but also startup radio. So, um, thank you. And least, I you do know, believe we should keep this as a closing note. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. <laughs> Christian, anything from you to add? Um, I just came out of the movie theater and uh, watched The Circle, which is also very much related to startups, or at least let's say it's about a Google clone with Emma Watson and Tom Hanks. And usually my rule for life, uh, rule in life is if the thing you're about to say is less beautiful than silence, then don't oh, well, say that, it. That, but you've never but heard this, this one, like if, if, the, if you can't say anything positive, come sit next to me. You've never heard that one. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So in that case, I can I can be frank. This movie was really terrible and it was a mess. So please buy yourself the Silicon Valley season on HBO or something. I think it's much more uh, valuable. 
On that note, I say goodbye from New York. Bye-bye, guys. We see you in about a month. Guys, stay tuned. There's a lot of stuff coming up for uh, from us in terms of audio podcasts. We'll be doing a little bit more on YouTube during the fall and winter next year. So stay tuned. Spread the news. We all love you. Thank you very much. And remember, sharing is caring. Bye-bye from Frankfurt. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>